You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Holy smokes, did you see Chapter 8 of The Mandalorian? Yes. Silence from Luke. I'm assuming that is an affirmative. He has seen Chapter 8. Uh, Luke, that's correct, right? Oh. Oh. Luke, uh, uh, I had him muted. That's why. Sith plots all around. Sith plots. I muted the wrong. Um, that's that's embarrassing. Now I thought Luke was playing a prank, like he muted himself or something. I have the wrong thing muted. It's very deceiving. The roadcaster. It it it, it may look very simple, but it can be complicated. <laughs> yeah. I had unfortunately had the USB input muted and not the phone, um, or just the opposite. I guess. Don't let me run the switchboard. Don't let me run it. Um, I thought I would just be the speechless cutie for the episode, <laughs> like uh, Baby Yoda. Uh, Luke is bringing in the, the 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 YouTube views. I will say he's bringing in that steady stream of, you know, I would say twenty five to thirty five year old ladies <laughs> and men, because he's that handsome. He attracts everyone. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and mute Luke, and he can just sit there and and use his big brown eyes and, and bring you all into the podcast. I think you just gave him like a smile and look pretty. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Luke, you deserve better than that. I mean, very clearly Luke is not, you know, the encyclopedia of this podcast. Very clearly. He, he brings no knowledge. substance or knowledge <laughs> to this podcast. So I mean, we might, we'll just mute him. He can do a song and dance or something or mostly dance. I'm kidding. That is a total joke. If you guys have been listening, Luke is the most knowledgeable person I know of Star Wars. So he is an integral part of this podcast. And I'm glad you watched Chapter 8. That's my bad, Luke. I thought you were playing a joke, and the joke's on me, per usual. Um, well, that's good. I'm, I'm comfortable that we actually can have this podcast now because I was a little worried that we started here and no one had seen Chapter 8. But hope you guys did. And if you haven't, then turn this podcast off, casual fam, because we're going to be talking about Chapter 8 of The Mandalorian today. Um, also going to be... I, I, I have some more thoughts about The Rise of Skywalker, and I know Holly does as well. Holly brought up a great point about The Rise of Skywalker. She doesn't remember it, but sure I, don't. I made a note in my phone because your point was so well taken, and I was like, we, I'm going to write this down to remind you because you won't remember. I wish I knew what I said. And, and Luke. So it'll be like 51st dates. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what did I say? Tell me, was it awesome? Yes, it was amazing. Um, Luke, did you see... The Rise of Skywalker for a second time yet? Mike, Mike, why do you do this? <laughs> I knew I should have no, just showed I, up at his house and kidnapped him. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it again. <laughs> well, we're going to go off that week old memory then. Um, mm -hmm. Which I, you, I, you might forget the film in its entirety now. You know, a week from it, um, you've been handling the kids a lot. You know, wife's back at work, lack of sleep. I mean, you may not. You may go into the film with fresh eyes and may not remember any of it. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some new perspective. But uh, so we're going to be talking about that today, uh, guys. And, and and so, I mean, the, the Skywalker saga is done. The first season of The Mandalorian is done and in the books. We now have a good month, month and a half, two months of no new 
Star Wars content on the television or on the big screen. We are going to be sinking our teeth probably into the comics mm -hmm. um, and some novels. Holly's got a really fun uh, book club idea out there for the Patreon. Uh, she's a huge book reader, um, reads books very quickly, and loves Star Wars. So I was like, here's all my novels. <laughs> Read them all. Um, Luke's also a very quick reader, so he would probably be a, a great asset for that as well. But Star Wars is coming out with new comics. They are starting a new Star Wars mainline, which is going to be focusing on the time from Empire to Return of the Jedi, which is really fascinating. Um, I still need to finish the 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 first mainline between uh, uh, A New Hope and, and an Empire. I know Luke's going through it right now, so Holly and I need to catch up with that. But this is an exciting time in Star Wars because... Luke knows that Darth Vader is his father. There's going to be some nice inner monologue. You know he's going to be talking about it. You know Vader we're going to see. This is a great time for to show Vader kind of battling with, you know, his thoughts now. And ultimately he betrays the Emperor. But, like, was he thinking about it before? Um, this is going to be really fascinating stuff to read. So we're definitely going to be covering that. Um, and it's a prime opportunity to do so with, you know, no Mandalorian to talk about. And, and, and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about the rise of skywalker for a while so we're ready to sink our teeth into that but um holly you had a little something special for the beginning of the podcast yes yeah yeah you sound ill prepared or are you are you prepared yeah okay okay this is going to be fun. I, full disclosure, this is not, <laughs> this is, you know, we're not making a sacrifice here on the podcast. Luke, you are safe. Um, well, no, he might be. Or we'll hey, see. Hello. Luke, how much do you remember from eighth grade English class? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Zabo. <laughs> Taught him all about adverbs. Um, Holly, you have a Star Wars themed Mad Libs. I do. And so I thought that we would start this episode yeah. off with um, the world according to Yoda. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, but you guys are going to write it. Oh, this will be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, it's, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know what to expect. Uh, here's here, full disclosure for me. I, you know, I, it, it, yes, English is my first language. But if, if you asked me, you know, I don't know, Holly, what? few minutes ago what an adverb was i would really have to think about that and say what's an adverb um luckily you 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 know you jog my memory and i was like oh yeah yeah totally yeah yeah it's it's been a while since you know we've had those mm -hmm. elementary english courses yes. um so adjectives adverbs nouns all those fun things um well we're just gonna casually fly through this well that's thank god that okay yeah are we going to trade off you, you and I, Mike, on oh, our yeah. answers? We're gonna okay. we're gonna write this oh, together. Don't worry, I will walk you guys through this. <laughs> now, it's gonna be now, a train wreck. Do we need to distinguish between nouns and pronouns? Does, does I it will, have that on there? Or I will tell. Goes? Okay, here are the yep. ground rules. Okay, I will call on one of you. Oh Jesus, this is gonna be embarrassing. And I will tell you what I need. I will tell you if I need a noun, Ooh. an adverb, an adjective. Okay, but no pronouns because the pronouns I don't remember. Is that bad? A pronoun is just a like him. Her. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it got that. She, yeah, it, this well, this isn't an English, you know, uh, podcast. Oh, I mean, we're it, speaking it. I it could be. Yeah. Well. Okay, so 
super simple. Yeah, I will call it. on one of you guys. Yeah, I miserable. will say, give me a. Do we have to raise our hands? I mean, no. We could, okay. Oh, I can't see Luke. Sorry, Luke. I'll let I you know what he's raising. I will select. Phrasing. <laughs> okay, so those those are literally the only rules. That's the I'll ground rules. I'll call on you, and then you'll give me what I'm asking. A train wreck for. in the making. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Michael, I'll start with you. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I need, spot. I'm sweating. And it has to be, you guys, this is like, we'll consider this kind of like yeah. we did the um, hyperspace inquiries. It's got to be quick. Fast. Oh, the, the first man, but not thing with, you with school think stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Michael, <clears throat> give me a verb. Oh. That's an action word. Uh, yeah. Uh, run. Okay. It nailed it. Can, can, can I get a. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Nailed it. That was fast. Phrasing. <laughs> Luke, I need a verb. Thrusting or thrust, Ooh. whatever you want to go with. Oh, hello. Okay, Michael, I need a noun. Um, That's a person, place, or thing. Crawl, dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know why. I love it. That's random. Uh, Luke, I need an adjective. Portly. <laughs> I hope it's about the crawl, Dad. Oh, wait, or is that an adverb? No, it's an adjective. Yeah, you see, it works. Portly. Portly. Yeah, I think she thought you said "hortly" there for a second, and we were probably gonna have to look that up. I don't know. Okay. P o r t o y. Michael, give me a noun. Oh man, a lot of nouns. Yes. Um, shoulder. Yes. Uh, Luke, I also need a noun. Gundark. Is that a noun? Yeah, it's a it's a it's an it's a thing. Okay, it's a creature. Yeah. Okay, uh, that Michael. Nest of Gundarks. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna work. Perfect. Uh, Michael, I need a noun. I'm getting all the nouns. Yep. Um. Oh. Um. Uh, royal toe. <laughs> Ew. Why am I going for body parts? I don't that, know. But <laughs> full disclosure, again, for the podcast listeners, I do have a royal toe. Did not know that for the 32 years of my life until this very year. We'll talk about it later. Holly, sorry for interrupting. Okay, Luke, I need an adjective. Uh, I'm getting all the difficult ones. <laughs> it's just a description. Yeah, but that's hard. Is it? Phrasing. To describe. Oh. Perfect. It's a tall crawl, Dad. Okay. <laughs> Michael? Yeah. Oh. This time I need a plural noun. Oh. Um, <clears throat> uh, um, killer whales. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Luke, I need a body part. Ooh. <laughs> Say penis. Don't we already have enough of those? Mm -hmm. Say penis. I know Michael kept giving them, but <laughs> say penis. Wow, I feel like you're being led on. Absolutely. Phrasing. No. Stop influencing. Nose. Nose? Also nose. known as a penis, but we'll take That's nose. not true. Okay. Michael? Yeah. The last one. I need a past tense verb. Um oh, belly flopped. Perfect. That nailing it. 
this has taken a really strange But that's turn. okay. This is a long, you, you picked a longer one, right? No, I picked a you, short oh, one. Oh, wow. This is a short one. This is the shortest one I could find. We could just do a whole episode of Mad Libs then. That's a <laughs> I mean, great idea. We could do it. That's probably going to be a special. Do you want to hear what you came up with? I would love to. Do I have a drum roll on here? Just a second. Nope. I mean. I mean, that's the anticipation <laughs> at this point, right? No. You're hitting all the wrong buttons. That one's pretty cool, though, but... Nope. No, I mean, that's a probably pretty a pretty good one for this, but I don't think I have one, so okay. we'll pass. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the World According to Yoda. <laughs> so these, <laughs> these are just all of his mantras, right? Okay. Uh, the or first, mantras, if you're whatever you an want a-hole. to say. But yeah. Um. <laughs> just kidding. Yoda's mantras. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Run or run not. There is no thrusting. <laughs> All right. Number two. Yeah. You guys wrote this together. I'm yes, very we impressed. did. Um, a Jedi's crawdad flows from the forest. <laughs> but beware. Yeah. Anger, fear, aggression. The portly side they are. Oh, Once wow. you start down the dark shoulder, forever it will... <laughs> Dominate your gun dark. Sexy. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, the dark shoulder. Uh-huh. That's a theme on this podcast now. <laughs> Number three. A Jedi must have the deepest <laughs> royal toe. <laughs> <laughs> the most tall mind. Ooh. Number four. A Jedi uses the force for knowledge and killer whales, never for attack. Oh God. But they attack so often. Yeah, well, killer whales. Yeah. Who does that killer space whales? D- damn it. Missed opportunity. Damn it. I'll, I'll just <laughs> mute myself tonight. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, number five. Clear your nose of questions. Ooh. That's gross. <laughs> Get him out of there. Just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last one. You must unlearn what you have belly flopped. Wow. <laughs> We nailed it. Um, oh, is there a no a last mantra? What's this royal toe? Is this a genetic disorder? Ooh, I'm gonna tell you all a about disorder. it. It is a disorder. It's Luke. not a disorder. Yep, I'm in the minority. <laughs> you, you were you were saying I'll, I'll, I was I'll, just saying I think that run or run not there is no thrusting. I mean that's words to live by. That's gonna be that might be the just the the mantra of this podcast. Oh, mon- mantra. Yeah, sorry. I'm one of those assholes. Do you say scenario? Yes. In what scenario would you say mantra? I learned from mantra? Dane Cook that that made you an asshole. But uh, I don't know if we can talk about Dane Cook anymore. And I don't know if that's acceptable. But anyway, Luke, it, the royal toe is a condition. I want to call it a disorder. And can I defend myself here? It's your toe. When I go shoe shopping, okay, I very nearly have to buy two different shoes because there's that much extra mm. length on that thing. But don't they check the box to make sure you're not buying two different shoe sizes? Well, what are they going to, I mean, do they? Or um, they make so sure you're not you... smuggling <laughs> socks in the shoes or no, something? No, I think they check the sizes. 
Is this like a long, long middle toe or second yeah. toe? So the second toe okay. peeks out yeah. past the first one, and it's uh, okay. Yeah. I just thought it was broken my entire life, and Holly's no. like, "Oh, you have a the royal toe." I was like, <clears throat> "Come again, excuse me." He thought it was Am lying. I owed money. He was like, "Did you just make that up?" <laughs> I thought she did. That was very clever of you, but it's a thing, and twenty five percent of people have it, something like that. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's that high. It's not that high. Well, you know what? We're gonna take a poll. <laughs> <laughs> Post it in, in the, the group. Facebook group of all the people in there. We're going to see who has a royal toe. Do you want me to post it? Actually, yes. I do. Okay. I mean, you could do it now or you could do it after the pot. You know what? Yeah. Let's do it now. And then we're going to see how many results we have at the end okay. of the podcast. Because right, right. I'd love to share that. Not live, but you know what I'm saying at the end of the podcast. But also, let's everyone in the group is going to be like, what the hell is going on there at Flying Casual? These people have lost their minds. First of all, <laughs> what the hell is a royal toe? And second of all, why are we talking about it? Um, so, no, this isn't, you know, a, a, a biology or an anatomy podcast. This is a Star Wars podcast. Um but I mean, the it's real toe is a serious thing, Holly. A little column A, a little column B. A little column B, a little extra length on the toe, a little uh, run or run not. Um, there is no thrusting. Is there that is the, no thrusting. Is that the, this, that's the mantra, right? That is the mantra. Perfect. Well, that was a lot of fun. So if if you you haven't taken the poll yet, let's let's get in there and, and folks see see if you got a royal toe or not. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Your options are I do and a what. <laughs> so. <laughs> because if they don't have it, they likely don't know about it. But then again, myself, I had it for 32 years and I had no idea. You had no idea. Or does it develop over time? No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, why didn't my parents say anything? Like, what the hell's wrong with this kid's toe? <laughs> we cut this thing, shave it down a little bit, right? They do that. I know. I almost considered paying the money just to be a little more comfortable in my shoes. I mean, you still can. That's true. The choice now, is it's yours. Just gonna, I'm just going to have the Quasimodo of toes, and it's going to be <laughs> hooked its entire life. Disgusting. That's why I can't show my feet, people. Anyway. You um, just, like, channeled your inner Schmidt and went with it. I did. Disgusting. Just as handsome and just as good of a dancer. <laughs> um, if you watch New Girl, you understand that reference. But, uh... So I ho hope you guys enjoyed Mad Libs. We're going to start doing that a little more regularly because that's a good time. And with a little more alcohol, I think it could get even more interesting. Hey, you know, now that we got you guys warmed up, we could do a longer one next time. Phrasing. Yeah, now that you, we thrusted you with our royal toe, <laughs> um, we'll go ahead and, and, uh, and enjoy some more Mad Libs. But so, guys, I, I, wanna, I want to get... Uh, uh, some discussion. I don't know if, uh, Luke, if you have any other discussion points um for the rise of skywalker I anything th that's come you know up in your mind since you last saw it or is it just like i gotta see it again before i even think about it yeah not many new thoughts i didn't share last time around it's probably going to take that second viewing to okay make some more things percolate up to the surface i'm all uh mandalorian brain at this point yeah. okay that's fair that's fair and i, I want to get this out here because holly brought this up what were we watching was it jedi council I don't really know what you're going to say. So oh, I, it's the I don't note know. that I took about what you said. I don't know what I said, though, it, so I can't tell you Reading that. it now, it sounds a little funny, but I wanted to get something down, so I remembered it. But we, we were watching... Why don't you read it, and then I can give you the context. Let me preface it with, with that we were watching Jedi Council, and someone was making a point about um, it being a better story with Rey having to overcome her heritage oh. more so than coming from nowhere 
and doing the right thing. That conversation got me so worked it up. It got you so worked up. And here's here's uh, the notes are here, folks. If, if you can see them, I, I'm reading it. This this from my mouth to the the iPhone. <laughs> Ray is good, and she is good before she knows she's a Palpatine. She's not aware she comes from. She's not aware that she comes from evil. She's just good because she's a good person, not because she's redefining herself. Did I say that? In so many words, you said that. Can you read it one more time? So, <laughs> Ray is good, and she is good before she knows she's a Palpatine. She's not aware she comes from evil. She's just good because she's a good person, not because she's redefining herself. So the way they were talking about on Jedi Council mm, is yeah. if Ray needed to redefine herself because she's a Palpatine and she needs to now do the right thing and she's 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 you know given the middle finger to evil and mm -hmm. that heritage but it's just like she had been doing that this entire time she didn't just all of a sudden become good mm -hmm. and this is why she's so you know hell-bent on defeating the emperor no, this is how she's been the entire movie Right, Holly? That's that's the point you were getting Not even across. the entire movie. She's been like this since The Force Awakens. The yeah, first thing exactly. The first impression that we get of Rey, she saves BB-8. Yeah. From Luke, who did she oh, save? That's, a, that's just Tito. Uh, Tito. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I have to remember the scene. And I'm like, what people would go out of their way to rescue a droid from something exactly. like that, especially when they have better things to be doing. And then she turns down all the credits to keep the droid like... Yep. He offers her so many credits for the it's droid. The, it's the rations. Oh, yeah, the yeah, rations. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, mm, no. Yeah. Like, 60 portions. Yeah, the portions. That's right. We both got it wrong. <laughs> so wrong. I was like, oh, stupid, Holly. Jesus. <laughs> um, yes, Encyclopedia, oh, correct us. Oh, my God. Uh, no, that was perfect. Yeah. So, I don't Freezing. know. The, <laughs> the first things that we see her do are yeah. like, ultimately, like, selfless Oh things. yeah, helps Finn even though he, you know, looked like he was creepily stalking her. Mm. Um, yeah, she. I mean, just did the right thing so many times. Um, in in the Last Jedi, you know, you look at the cutscenes where she's just she, she sees these uh, the caretakers and you know, supposedly being raided, just takes off running. That has as Luke's like, no, like you, a good Jedi would not. Inter she takes off. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I just I didn't they made it sound like she that information really like i to me in that movie there was no doubt she was never going to turn you know what i'm saying like there's no doubt in my mind that she was ever going to like reject the emperor it just they were making it sound like that's she learned that information and then that moment she's like i i i can't i can't continue this legacy no that her legacy was good from the beginning i don't know i thought that was a fantastic point that you made and i think it's the more and more I think about this movie, the more and more I hate the fact that she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Let, let me come out and, and full disclosure it that I love this movie. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. Hell of a time. You know, teared up. Favorite favorite part is is uh, Han Solo and, and Ben Solo having that moment and, and Leia laying down her life for her son. Genius. Genius storytelling. But... We did not need her to be a Palpatine whatsoever. You could have had her being a nobody, mm -hmm. and the Force is just really, I mean, it's always been there, but the Force determined that's the vessel we need. That's the, that's the compass. That's the North Star who's always going to be, you know, pointed in the right direction, and she's, that's the vessel that we need to bring balance. And the Emperor 
coming back, looking for power, looking for a vessel to bring himself back, could have just sensed that. But no, we have to make her a Palpatine. Luke, are we are we jarring up any other feelings about the movie? Or it's, I mean, is is that something you're also struggling with, or are you perfectly content with it? I get what you're saying. When I think back to our our first discussion last week, I said it was a little tough to process the whole development of her being a Palpatine and, and where how we got there and it was, it was kind of all jarring and fast yeah. to go, to go from what we learned in the last Jedi to that and experience it. And, but I did say in, in that last week that I like this diode concept of between her and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you kind of, it almost seemed like the, the Palpatine part had to come with that diode concept. Uh, so I was kind of like, okay, where we ended up in the end, although I'm still kind of, unsure about how we got there yeah. uh though when you're saying it now i think i think you can do that same concept and leave the palpatine part out and just say yeah they have this strong connection in the force that started out as one in the light and one more in the dark but they both have you know we're not it, it's it's like modern concepts of gender or sexuality where you're not like left or right or you know male female straight homosexual mm-hmm. you're, there's there's it's a there's a fluidity to it mm-hmm. and so like kylo i don't think was ever fully dark and ray was never fully light she had dark temptations that luke talked about and kylo had the light that called to him still yeah so i think this whole diode concept we could buy it and and it could have developed without her being a palpatine um and just that they are two very strongly connected things in the force, beings in the force, without like the their yin and yang having to be connected to well, they're from two of the deepest family lineages in the in the force. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. No, it totally does. I it, it felt like I don't know. So many people have been talking about it and 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 just thinking that, well, there are so many signs that it was, you know that's where it was going and i just i don't buy that that you, you could show me the thrusts from the force awakens battle all day and there I, is no thrusting. there is no thrusting there is only the dark shoulder rubbing <laughs> whatever it was it's just I, I just it felt like it was to to, to i don't know okay come on holly bring I, it home in i like the idea of her having the force lightning ability yeah i would have liked for us to be able to see someone who's not a Palpatine have that ability, mm-hmm. someone who's not a Sith, mm-hmm. somebody who's not on the dark side have that ability and it's kind only of a dark see, side power. Well, is it though? That's the thing. Like Wait, you, I mean, it's not now. You're blending force powers now with the things that they're doing. See, and, it's clearly yeah. not only a dark side power though, because she's not on the dark side. You're absolutely right. So I think it would have been cool to see that Palpatine yeah. senses that she's really strong with the force and is like. I need her. How do I manipulate her further and yeah. convince her? Oh, I'm going to tell her that she comes from my family because she's so desperate for a family that maybe that is the missing piece. Is it possible that he was lying? Or I don't not? know. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, I mean, you know, is it? I don't know. And I, the whole time, like, I don't know. I thought about this a lot when I was watching the movie the second time. I was like, I wish 
that we would have gotten confirmation that he it was just him trying to manipulate her. He could have lied to Kylo about yeah. it, you know? And I'm we still the don't know family you have. We still don't know one hundred percent what he said to Kylo. That was never on screen. Uh yeah. I mean yeah, that's JJ's kinda sets us up for a big bombshell and then yeah, cut cut away. Yeah. The 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 kicker is that the the scene with Luke where he says that him and Leia knew that that one like has really been sticking with me. Yeah. And I can't remember if we talked about it much last week, but it's like when when did you and Leia know? I know, man. So that that I, I get the whole idea that Palpatine could do it just as manipulation, just because of what it would do to her, what it could do to her mm-hmm. to have to deal with that. And it did shake her. It was sort of the the darkness she felt in her, plus that revelation, plus stabbing Kylo. Kind of, she had a breakdown, and she went to Octo and was like, mm-hmm. "I'm doing the the Luke exile thing." And then it took Luke, you know, building her back up for her to to turn away from that. So I think minus the scene where Luke's like, yeah, yeah, we knew you were a Palpatine. Uh, you could still hold out in your head like, oh, maybe he was just manipulating her. Palpatine was just manipulating her. But yeah. it seems like if Luke is saying, oh, yeah, Leia and I it's knew true. at some point that that's kind of cementing the the idea is, no, that's that's the truth. But, you that's know, true. you know, um, come on, I don't know. I don't know. Bring it home. Let's go. I actually forgot what I was going to say. Oh, that's okay. That's the alcohol. That's the salt. No, it's not. I just oh. get too excited. That's it'll, phrasing. Wow. It'll come back to me. Whoa, also phrasing. Um, Luke, you make a great point, though. Like, it felt like that was just shoehorned in there. Like, because I'm thinking back when Luke was training Ray on Octu, and she's kind of, like, lifting the rocks, and he's, you know, telling her what to do. And he's like, you, you went straight for the dark. Why are you so surprised if you know she's a freaking Palpatine? Okay, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And also, here's the know. thing: I think that if anything was going to switch Ray from wanting to do good to just losing it and wanting to yeah. go to the dark side, it would be her learning that the two people she considered parent figures, which was Luke and Leia, yeah. knowing this huge thing about her that and has lied. been lied. Right. I know. Great point. And, I, and I'm like, if. If Jesus she found Holly. that out and she was like, these are two people who I consider my family and I expected yeah. them to do the best thing for me and to be honest with me yeah. and tell me the truth. And then everything like that I thought they knew, they yeah. actually knew more and did not give me that information when I had been searching for that my whole life. I mean, look, look, Ben Solo did it to her and look what she did. Stabbed him in the chest. <laughs> I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, I just don't understand how they handled the situation that way. You know what I'm saying? And that all of this is a is a is a product of multiple writers and directors coming in and mm-hmm. meshing, mm-hmm. trying to mesh this together. But if you're going to do that, you have to have a way to explain it. And I don't feel they've explained it that well. Because you're exactly right. Like she's ar- this has already happened to her in the past. She has no idea who her parents are. And then you're just going to continue to lie to her about her lineage? And it's like if... I don't know. Thinking if, that was protecting her or but something? Like, I don't know. They shouldn't have to feel like they have to protect her because if she... Yeah. If, like, they think that she's as good as she is and that information shouldn't have deterred her from the path that she was on. Yeah, that, yeah, you would think. But... Why withhold that? I, I mean, Luke's in a dark place, but unfortunately we don't get to hear much more from... Leia, you know, they probably could have done more with that and she could have explained things a little more, but I don't know the way it was all revealed just didn't hit for me. 
I wish they would have left the the Luke line out where he is talking to her about yeah. him already knowing because it's hard for me to to swallow that right now yep. knowing that knowing this Luke's reaction to learning Vader's his father in Empire and then in Return of the Jedi when he goes back to Dagobah and you know Ben appears to him Obi-Wan and he's like why, why didn't you tell me and yeah. he felt so betrayed that Kenobi gave him the certain point of view rather than just the straight up <laughs> yeah. truth of it. And for him to have gone through that personally yeah. and then to do it to somebody else and You're not absolutely right. be straight with him about it, like that's hard to, to figure out. Because uh, knowing that information, he may have handled things differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When like, we still don't know when he found out. Did he only find out after he became one with the Force? Yeah. Did, did he know it all when she was on Octu? Like, yeah, that... Did That's, him and Leia communicate then, like after he passed? I mean, she's been training Ray. Is she tapping into the Force, talking to Luke? I, I find it odd that like Luke just shows up on Octu and Ray kind of seems like that's the first time I've seen him in two years. Really? I don't know. And what, I don't know. I guess then we are dissecting the hell out of this movie. Yeah, I guess then the way that they're filming it is that this is like for her the moment that she needs that guidance the most. But I feel like that scene but, had. I feel like everybody has had issues with that scene. One of one of them being that I I get like, I can see it both ways. The tossing the lightsaber, he catches it. What he says, I can see it being a, you know, a slam on Ryan Johnson. I can also be a, hey, Luke has has grown from what, where he was. But Luke makes a great point. He's been down that road. He's yeah. been deceived by the people he trusted most. And he probably made some questionable decisions without that information. Or maybe he would have handled things differently or found a different way. I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe. Like, you want to talk about Luke Skywalker? That wouldn't be my Luke. You want you want to have people sit here and trash Ryan Johnson saying, that's not my Luke Skywalker. Where I'm sorry. What Luke Skywalker did in The Rise of Skywalker, that's not my Luke Skywalker. I, I appreciate that he said you treat it with respect. You do this, you do that. But, like, you wouldn't lie to her like that if you actually knew about that. And I do not think that was the intention with Ryan Johnson. I do not think that this was a plan. I think this was shoehorned in there. And it's just, it's unsettling for me too, Luke. It's a fantastic point to bring up that. And, and Holly, bringing in those deep cuts, just, <laughs> man, the, this is fantastic conversation. And I want to continue that conversation. I just want to give the Mandalorian some time too. But guys, it fully expected, we're going to be talking about, I, we, we, first of all, we're just going to have to kidnap Luke. I'm going to hire a babysitter. You know, maybe I'll just babysit and y'all just go see the movie and we'll make it happen. But we've got to get him there to get another one because I know those wheels are turning now. I know he's like, I need to see this freaking movie again. So we're going to get him in there and we're going to be talking about this movie for a long time. Um, what it did well for us, you know, where it kind of missed the mark. And I know we're kind of bringing up where it missed the mark, but there's a lot of things that were awesome. A lot of cool stuff. But this just in particular. Glad you brought it up, Holly, and I'm glad I took the note because uh, we wouldn't I didn't even recall <laughs> that conversation. I didn't but. recall it at all. But hey, I know that okay. that episode of Jedi Council got me like yeah. so worked up. I think every five seconds I was coming into the living room like, what? I know. What did we had they two say? Two varying perspectives, Luke. I, I, Luke, I don't know if you saw it, but it was uh, Emma Fife and uh, Andres. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I. I they, uh, Napsock. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they yeah. had very different points of views, and and we tended to land, you know, with Emma Fife on a lot of it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, the it, I'm gonna see it again. Probably take my buddy Tom, 
and have him see the movie again. He has or he hasn't seen it at all, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. But mm-hmm. uh, see it again. I've let it digest for a little while now, so we'll, we'll we'll see that again. More thoughts, I promise, guys. I know a lot of people want to continue to talk about it, but we have to get to chapter eight of the Mandalorian. If your socks weren't blown off, then you were sleeping. I don't think anyone could be sleeping through this episode. There is no way, and I don't know how it took me till two hours before the podcast to text Luke about it, but I was blown away by this episode. Um, you know, the beginning of this series has been a little law for me, or not the, the middle of the series. The beginning was fine. Mm-hmm. The middle kind of lulled for me. And then towards the end, you got that, 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 uh, with the, all the bounty hunters, that kind of horror, you know, episode. And then we have the following episode that kind of led up to the finale. Those like, last two episodes really worked for me. And this last one brought it home. Um, Holly, I want to get your initial thoughts. We watched it a couple times. Mm-hmm. We even did a commentary mm-hmm. on it, which I'm going to go back and listen to it. <laughs> and if it was a good, com- this is the first commentary we've ever done. I didn't even know what a commentary was. Well, and yeah. And so we just plugged mics and started talking while we were watching it. And it's hard. It's very hard. It's hard. I mean, we, we'd seen it once, but then we went and watched it a second time. It's hard. So if, if you can't even hear us or if we were just talking about whatever myspace or whatever the hell we were talking yeah, about definitely myspace uh, definitely MySpace. uh we'll see but i think that's probably going to be a, a patreon exclusive so if the mandalorian had a myspace who would be in his top eight uh obviously the asset would be a number one cool wheel would be a strong there. number two do you think he would have cara dune or he just moved her up in later in the show nah she'd be a three a solid three was there a top three or a top eight? It was a top eight. Jesus. I don't think there's eight characters in this show. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, well, at least that are good. Um, I um, I really enjoyed this. I think that the final episode was probably my favorite episode yeah. of the whole season. It kind of, kind of, like you said, it lulled in the middle-ish. And there were a couple episodes in there that I just like, oh, this isn't yeah. really like my... It's not something that I would have watched some of those episodes again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked it. I liked how now I feel like we're starting to get a storyline and we're yeah. starting to get some direction. Absolutely. Um, I think now they've brought in some things that everyone's like, I have to see more. Yeah. Um, Absolutely right. So I don't know. And I'm just curious to see where they go with the, or I know where they're going to go, but like what's going to happen. I hope yeah. we get some new planets and some more characters. Um, but overall, I really liked it, and I thought it was a really good way to wrap up the season. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Luke, what'd you think? I'll say they, they really laid down the a marker for mm. every Star Wars series on Disney Plus to come because, yes, they yeah, they, they came out of the gates so strong on this. And, yeah, I had some of the same feelings as the both of you have expressed where, you know, the beginning of the season was – really incredible and then you're towards the middle you're like i don't know where's this all going and then they really finish so strong and i think the way they finish so strong and the way that they bring so many aspects of all the episodes from throughout the season that have a a part to play in that that final episode and have an impact on the final episode is really great way to wrap it up so the the whole every bit of the whole season uh, has its value uh, I, I don't know if we want to table this for a little later on, but the thing that I'm really stuck with uh, uh, is the, the sort of epilogue on the Tatooine episode. I think it was episode five 
where Fennec Shan, the the bounty hunter who they kill or seem to have killed, there's that other person who shows up that sparked so much discussion that we had. And we still don't have 100% confirmation who that was. I thought it would come back around before the end of the season. Yeah. And do we just think it was Moff Gideon or is it something else that's going to come back around in season two? So that's one thing that wasn't in the finale. I was expecting to be in the finale, some sort of callback connection to that. Good call. But, I actually forgot about that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you had people speculating that it was Boba Fett or it was it was um carl weathers character why why can't i ever i thought it was carl weathers character i did too but uh yeah it just was a huge deal and now but it's not you know now that luke brought that up first of all full disclosure i actually kind of forgot about that part i did too uh but moth gideon in this final episode is wearing a very similar outfit to what we saw from the feet he has the cape he has the boots so i think it very well could have been him it could have been. That yeah. makes sense. Did we even yeah, that... see him? And we never saw him. We only saw him in promo stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think we ever saw the character. Not full body. I don't you know. I don't know. I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Because that could, I mean, that maybe that's the lead up to, oh, there's this guy in a cape. Capes are important. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw so much promo for the Mandalorian. I don't know if it was actually in the show or, or I not. I think at one point in a trailer or a promo shot, they showed him standing in front of the Death Troopers. Yes, exactly. And so maybe this was maybe that was just his intro. Then, like, there's this dude in cape. He's important. Um, he's trailing. Um, the I think Mando. it could have been him. I think, so I, I think it the shows how, how hot. It. Yeah, how yeah. like hot on their trail he was. Absolutely, he was tracking them. Absolutely. I don't know though. We could be wrong. We could. I mean, sometimes we are. Sometimes we're dead, dead on. Whatever. Most of the time we're dead on. So I I know that some people had some issues with the opening sequence, but I freaking loved these two scout troopers having a real everyday conversation. I mean, Luke, is that something that you enjoyed? Yeah, I really loved the opening. Uh, There were so many funny bits. The, oh gosh, the, the part where they kept sort of, uh, having the intercom with the the people back in the town and yeah. they're talking about how Moff Gideon was like they hadn't talked to him yet because he was getting mad at people and like oh you just killed a guy yes. <laughs> that those parts were great uh plus the uh the little target practice yeah. where they just they awesome. miss every time and they're like yeah whatever yeah <laughs> so many good inside jokes of like yeah stormtrooper shot so terrible and uh yeah the humor for me really worked and uh i think they they made made us all really want to hate those those two scout troopers oh my uh, god and so that we were really pleased when they got their comeuppance from ig11 yeah that was they set that up nicely and and holly you you enjoyed that as well yeah i really like well <laughs> I could have done without the actual like physical abuse on the child. Yeah. If we're getting into it, I think that Disney made a really big mistake by Ooh. calling the child like the child they called the child and then they punch it. And I yeah. and I just think that that I just don't think that that was a that's, good call. On hey, their that's part. fair. I think that they could have had them doing something different. They didn't have to have them like physically abusing like something, something that they oh, called yeah. a child. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. And a lot of people have taken to the interwebs to not necessarily make that point, but say like like 
even calling out the uh, the actors who did who were the scout troopers saying like like I'm coming after you like don't hurt my baby Yoda so they looked at it more of a joke but I can see what you're saying it's just like it's it's a tough thing I think that it's kind of especially dangerous. If kids are watching yeah. yes I think it's dangerous territory to have humor in a scene where you're also being physically abusive like yeah. that yeah I think that they tried to kind of lighten it mm. but. I don't know. And I think I, they thought it maybe it's because it's a it's a creature. It's not so much if it were a human child, then they. But may then just don't call it the child. Agreed. I, I just don't the encourage. Asset. Don't encourage that behavior on TV. Couldn't if agree there's more. A kid's job, but yeah. the conversation that they're having, the interactions that the two stormtroopers are having in the yeah. beginning, I really enjoyed that. Hysterical. Now, so the the hit for me in their interactions, and even like Luke mentioned, the calming into the to to base or whatever just really just gave a nod to the animated shows for me that it felt the conversations even felt like they were a nice nod to the animation and 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 even the little punch like that's something you would see like a like, quiet down and that, like that's something you would see in in, in the in rebels or the clone war so yeah it seemed very rebels right got trippers for sure yeah, yeah it just it really hit home for me and then uh, freaking ig11 just like a bat out of hell just coming out on that freaking speeder which was awesome um or wait no he walked up to him right yeah. and he took him out and then took the speeder grabbed the asset and was on his way um but yeah i, I love that opening sequence i thought that some people were just like ah, eh, get me past that and then get to the real epic stuff i appreciated the way it started yeah. it was, i thought it was awesome but uh, i liked it when they like looked at each other and then they were like oh my god a, a nurse droid okay uh, yeah yeah and Stand then he down. like takes them out oh it's awesome and I, I i don't know those guys so you guys know for me full disclosure i'm a mouth reader i've had some troubles <laughs> with the mask in the past but these guys in these scout trooper uniforms were so animated and their gestures i was feeling it i didn't even need to know what they were saying i knew exactly what was happening um but they, they were just did an awesome job and i can't even jason sudeikis i think he was one of them um i can't remember who the other one was but yeah 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 um they did a fantastic job there that was that was a great opening it was so different um and i appreciate the little risk they i think it was a little risk but they i think they nailed it um so IG-11's got the asset. They're trying to contact, you know, uh, Mando and friends are trying to contact Quill. He's gone. Um, IG-11's got the asset coming in like a bat out of hell. Just, you know, takes out a ton of stormtroopers on the way in. Our heroes are, are hunkered down in, in, a, in a bunker or whatever it is that they're in, um, trying to shoot their way out of there. And IG-11 comes to, to save the day. Um, that scene really worked for me. You've got a lot of cg coming in with ig11 and then a lot of real actors going around I, I thought the execution there was fantastic now the least believable thing was the mando picking up that freaking turret and just <laughs> shooting it like rambo i'm like okay they got a base for it. it takes like three guys to load the thing and then you're I, yeah i didn't buy that but i like that part. it was too reminiscent of the the opening the opening uh the opening uh episode where he kind of did a similar thing but you like you like Rambo, Holly. So you, I know you appreciate sure. that. Yeah, You're a big Rambo fan. Mm -hmm. uh, big Stallone fan. Uh, that was a terrible. <laughs> I won't even try it again. I'll work on it. But um, so so what did you what did you guys think of that scene? I mean, you, you see, we see Moff Gideon come out and kind of he's seems like he has no cares. There's gunfire everywhere. He kind of comes out just like I will take out the Mandalorian with my pistol. 
um, Holly, I knew you had some, some concerns with him. He's like, he's not yeah. even ducking I, or anything. What the hell? I feel like you're like, you want, you're like starting this conversation off with the very specific scenes I oh, had I? issues with. No, that's okay. Um, I promise everything else in the episode I really enjoyed. I felt like this scene went on for too long. It did. No, I, I feel agree. like it was too lengthy. It should have been shortened. It was a little long. Um, phrasing. But yeah, see, I liked the turret part, but I what wasn't believable to me was him like all of like I mean, I don't know, unless it's just like, oh look, they're still missing. Yeah. But like he just like walks through all these like bullets that are flying and he comes out unscathed and he's just like I don't know. I that was not believable. Well, for he's me. not exactly exactly the most menacing character, in my opinion. Now we find out that he is is quite the villain um, later in the episode. But uh, Luke, anything specifically about that scene you really liked? Well, I don't know if Holly was talking about Gideon. There, were you talking about more about the Mandalorian not being? Uh, no, Gideon. Gideon. Okay. Yeah. Well, I that's good both ways too because you like the Mandalorian just kind of runs out there and is in the middle of everything. That's true. But yeah, that's true. I think you do a really good job throughout the show of he takes a lot of dings yeah. uh, in almost every fight. Yeah. And you can see the way the Beskar like protects him because mm-hmm. he's taken like a shot off his armor. I think in almost every episode it feels like. Yeah. And uh, shows how valuable that that. Best guard has been to him that it uh, protects him. I think yeah. he took a couple shots from the Death Troopers when he was fighting them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I dug the scene. For me, it didn't it didn't drag on too long. And I'm one who's sensitive to sort of yeah. gratuitous action scenes going on longer than they need to. So uh, from my end, I, I, it was like the right amount of action. And then, uh, you know, the best scenes are when they're they're all kind of together Hunker interacting down. as a group. Because for the longest time, through the some of like when you're in the menu screen of Disney Plus and you see some of the like screenshots that they use in the menu and thing is it it gave more of this feel like you would see all these characters teaming up in some way and be together more. Yeah, it took to this very last episode to kind of get to there. Absolutely. Where now, Grief Karga and IG Eleven and Cara Dune and the Mandalorian are all working together, uh, and so it was interesting when they would huddle together and figure out what to do next. And then there, the interaction between the different characters. So it's like, yeah, you get through the fun action bits, which are entertaining for a while. And then yeah. you get kind of the heart of what the relationships are between these, these characters and what, what they're going through together. And, and forgive me if I'm forgetting, cause they do have that. They have a couple of moments. Is it after IG 11 shows up and they get, they get, you know, bunkered down again. Is that when we learn about, like Gideon yells out, I know who you are. We learn the names of everyone. Is that before, before or after? That's before, before the fight. Yeah, they get, okay. yeah, they get, he says you have until sundown because That's then right. he finds out that the two scout troopers lost. You're absolutely right. The asset. And then he realizes that he needs these people alive. So I had those scenes confused. Okay. Cause they do, they get yeah. out then they go back and hunker down again. So you're and right. That's when we got the, the flashback to, oh. Yeah. When uh, Din Djarin, mm-hmm. as a kid, was rescued by the Mandalorians. So I saw some of the stuff going on in the, the Facebook group about that. I didn't see it all, but yeah, um, I saw some stuff about the signet of the Ooh. Mandalorians who rescued him. And it was the – and I didn't catch this watching it, but people in the, the group pointed out. I think it might have been Brent and Holly yeah. were talking about it. And it was Death Watch from yeah. the Clone mm-hmm. Wars that was on their, their signet, and it was – it was really cool to see that in the Facebook group earlier today because 
for a while I've been wanting to go back and watch the Clone Wars and Rebels episodes that have Mandalorians in it or Mandalore in it. Yeah. And so I started doing that last night. I watched two and a half of the first um, three episode series in the Clone Wars where you first see Mandalore and you see Duchess Satine yeah. and Death Watch and Favreau playing <laughs> Uh, his character in Death Watch. And so it was amazing to see that. And as I was watching it, I was like, the color scheme uh, on the armor of the Death, Wa- Death Watch is like, just like what was in, uh, yeah. yep. you know, episode eight of The Mandalorian with the flashback to him getting rescued as a kid. And I hadn't caught the signet bit. So I, it, uh, it, it, it was great to see me. other people confirming that. I was like, oh, wow, that's like, that's a cool connection. And it's like those in the, Clone Wars series, you know, those are not the good guys, the the Death Watch exactly. guys, but they're the ones who who picked up our Mandalorian. That's it. First of all, the fact that these guys catch this crap watching the show, I'd have to go frame by frame. I, I don't know if I'm like a freaking dog, then like just anything happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I miss such small well, details. If you're into Mandalorian culture, well, you I know. I guess that's a big, yeah. That's you know big. that that is where the signet is. You're going to make and me regret saying no, that. No, 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 not at all. I, <laughs> I think that you have been very open about how you yeah. don't know a lot about the Mandalorian culture. But um, I'm appreciating it more after exactly. the show, for and, sure. And I think that was the point of the show. I think yeah. that the people who are catching these things are people who already know where to look for Big these sweaties, things. Yeah. And so then they're like, oh, what clan are these Mandalorians yeah. in? Let's check the signet. And then that's where they noticed it. You're absolutely uh, right. But I think that if you're, there's so much going on that if you're trying to catch every little detail and you aren't specifically looking for that yeah. information, you're not going to see it. That's true. Yeah. I definitely have made it known that I'm a casual Mandalorian mm-hmm. fan. That's and okay. I got annoyed with Rebels when it ran so long with it and, and the parts of the Clone Wars. I, I, that's not why I come to Star Wars, but it's becoming a reason why I come to Star Wars, which is great. So I'm learning more things, too. I, I understand the big, you know, Legends moments, you know, that was happening, um, but and some of which has become canonized. But, yeah, and I'm, I'm appreciating it more now. But so that flashback happens we finally see it all play out and there, you know, you have the, the Mando and his family and, and, and their villagers running from these, these uh, separatist droids. And uh, that was so crazy. Seeing those droids in a live action show, it didn't, I, I don't know. The prequels, it didn't feel real. This felt real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When those droids show up in a village, the execution is great. Well, we always saw them just fighting faceless clone troopers. Yeah. And to see them like gunning down just people running around in their village, oh, that was rough. It was so rough. I was like, because yeah. you kind of take the, you, you watch, you know, the beginning of episode three and you're like, you kind of take them as a joke. But then you see them mowing down villagers just because, like, it was crazy. And uh, see, they, they stow away the Mando, you know, explosion occurs, opens up, and there's one of those droids there. It's like, Holly, someone's going to come blast this thing's head off. Sure enough. And sure enough, it did. And and so after, I was just like, yeah, the Mando, this is epic. And after we watched it, you know, Holly's like, that was Death Watch. I was like, what? Because I remember Death Watch. Um, but now that, like, even Luke brings up the freaking color of their armor, mm-hmm. I'm like, that should have been a dead giveaway. But when you said that, I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Death Watch was not one of the good clans. Why yeah. the hell are they coming and saving these people? 
and it feels like it's strategic. It feels like there was a purpose, like they were looking for recruits or whatever it is they were doing to build up their clan. But um, Holly, were you getting that feel too? I mean, they're not here to just save the day, right? It seems that way. I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's something that I still have a lot of questions about. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It was definitely a freaking heroic scene, that's for sure. Luke, what are their intentions? Is it to, to get little foundlings? Is it to to save this planet from you know a separatist you know rule or whatever are they getting are they just taking territory to keep the separatists away or or what's going on here yeah my mind is racing all over the place and and only because i happened to watch those episodes of the clone wars last night i'm so glad that i did one because i I i've told you this story before i was late to the clone wars and i watched a lot of it on netflix yeah um on my phone almost exclusively because I, it was in like the first year after my son was born and I was washing bottles like every night. Yeah. And I watched it on my phone as I washed bottles and I, to have those episodes on Disney plus on my regularly, my regular size TV <laughs> last night, they looked amazing and it was incredible. So it was like experiencing them all over again. Did I watch this? Yeah. I don't remember this. But for me, my mind is racing because, okay, they've got Filoni on this show who did all that stuff. Yeah. So, and it was a very specific choice to put that signet on there. They could have left a signet off. Yeah. So the fact that they put that on there has my mind racing because, and I'll have to go through the rest of the episodes, but it starts out that Death Watch is aligning themselves with the Separatists. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're working with Dooku to yeah. f- foment, um, you know, conflict that they can use to overthrow Duchess Satine as ruler of Mandalore. And I can't remember how it all plays out. Eventually they get, you know, in, taken over by Maul mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, Ava- Savage Opress, but... So yeah, I'm trying to think like when when does this rescue that we see fall in the timeline of the Clone Wars? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Is it before or after mm-hmm. the Darth Maul thing? Because right. that's yeah, when they so split. There's still so much to kind of learn about that part of the story, and you have to think that Favreau and Filoni have talked about something there and have some ideas. Or you know, again, are they wouldn't have put such a clear signet on there that has such meaning oh yeah and so, yeah, yeah I, I may I like wondering what we're going to find out later yeah i feel like that was specifically placed there especially mm-hmm. at the end of the episode when we see the dark saber and all of that is connected yeah i mean the dark saber was the driving reason behind oh my god yeah what happened this show is going so much i, I we but, joked about that stuff on an episode of how deep this could get Never did I think it was going to get this deep. Never. <laughs> After I finished the episode, I texted a couple of my friends in all caps. Yeah. Uh, the mother effing dark saber is just <laughs> all I said because yeah. I knew they had seen it before me because I they watched it early in the day and I watched it at night. And that, that just hit me so hard, the fact that I pulled that in. It, yeah, it was just – so I think we'll probably get some more flashbacks of his time with Death Watch. And I can't remember, do we even find out what ultimately became of Death Watch? I don't, I mean, there's still Death Watch members even in Rebels times, right? Uh, it has to be. I think by Rebels, they, um, they're they not so much Death Watch. You have the, 
in, in Rebels, there's the Mandalorians who align themselves with the Empire, mm-hmm. and then there's the Mandalorians who still want to be independent. That's and right. so um, we meet up in Rebels with some characters. I think Gar Saxon is the one who's like wants to be aligned with the Imperials and is leading that faction. And then like Sabine's clan and some others are more in lo- inclined to be independent. Seeking uh, Jedi's assistance or... Do they, they they do at some point, right? Or is it just the well, Jedi actually point, go to, the, to offer help? By that point, there's already been Order 66 and things like that, so there's not much Jedi left. But Well, I guess it, I was thinking of Satine and all well, that. In Clone, yeah, in Clone Wars, you know, there's the whole Maul kind of takes over Mandalore. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're, it's all over the place, but, yeah. you know, they're, they're sort of constantly in turmoil. But and that's eventually their downfall. You know? What I'm left wondering is we what we've heard about this next season of the Clone Wars is it's going to deal a lot with the siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Uh, Great point. Which is some stuff covered in one of the old Darth Maul comics because they didn't get around to mm-hmm. making the Clone Wars episodes, which they have yep. circled back around to now. So I wonder how closely some of the stuff from this new season of the Clone Wars might tie in with the Mandalorian. The production schedules are tricky there because these animated series take so long yeah. to get finished. And I'm going to go ahead and say that it probably won't because as quickly as they wrapped up this final season of production, they had most of it already done. The stories were there, um, but maybe it could. I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe they're tapping from what was written for the final season of The Clone Wars, and that will be future seasons of the Mandalorian. I don't know, but they already had most of the last season written. They were just, they just pretty much needed to finalize the graphics. Um, at least it seems that's the direction they went. It's just kind of an easy wrap up. Here it is. Clone yeah, but Wars, I feel like the Mandalorian, I mean, this season was in production for, I oh, mean, it they was were less than th- a year. Oh, was it? Oh yeah. They shot it. I mean, the thing is though, Favreau has been writing it. This well, whole I was, I was going to say he, he has knowledge of everything else that's going oh, on. So, absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't he write it in a way that makes them tie in together? Oh, I, yeah, no, and I think they will. I, I think Mandalorian will seek storylines from the Clone Wars because the Clone Wars is already set in stone yeah. from that point. But yeah. I think you're right, Mike, about the a lot of it was set in stone, the stories and things. Yeah. But maybe they could have snuck a couple scenes in. They could. That, that have some connections. I, I yeah, they absolutely could. But you're right. There were some there's some there's some mall comics out there that are fascinating. Um so we'll we'll touch base on those too and yeah. uh, make sure that Holly reads that one. Yeah. Something that I like yeah. keep thinking about after watching this episode is if that was the Death Watch and I think some well, clearly it was. Yeah. But I think that something that you kept bringing up, Michael, was like, why were they there? Like, it yeah. wouldn't just be purely from the goodness of their hearts. Yeah. But then it kind of, I don't know, maybe brings in like that nature versus nurture debate. But if the Mandalorian was a foundling for the Death Watch clan, mm-hmm. why is he so inclined to go out of his way and make his life harder by taking care of the asset? That seems to be purely for the goodness of his heart. So that's yeah. not something that he learned he to do. He rejected the Death Watch. Right. And yeah. so then I'm like, and we clearly see that who he's with in the beginning of the season, is, it's kind of like all over the place. Yeah. 
I, you, I think you're absolutely going to see him reject Death Watch. Well, he like, has his own clan. I don't now. want any part of that. Yeah, a little mini clan. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. And he's going to go off and either do his own thing before the purge happens, gets off work, whatever it is he does. I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how all that plays out because it's also difficult to take all these timelines and mm -hmm. what we already know from years ago now and and throwing this in it it's very difficult to weave it all together um just at least in my mind but i, I think you're gonna see him flashbacks of him rejecting them um you know appreciative for what they taught him but i can't be a part of this i i, I and and maybe that maybe they kick him out i i don't know i don't know I, I don't know how it'll go but that was a fascinating scene and and when the mando picks him up and flies out of there and he sees just his village being destroyed jeez that's just crazy. And maybe the Mandos were there to, to conquer anyway, and the Separatists got there first. Now, who knows? We, we kind of we cut the scene, and we don't see what kind of happens after. Um, so we learn that. We, we see that flashback. We also see um, after they fight the Imperials and Gideon shows up, he calls them out and says, I know who you guys are. He names the Mando by name. Mm -hmm. He names Cara Dune. Knows she's from Alderaan. Yeah. Knows she was a shock trooper. Where is he getting this information? It ain't from Alder uh, Alderanian uh, archives, that's for sure. Oh, that's a terrible joke. Too soon. Oh. <laughs> you got it. That was late, but well-deserved. Um. So, and, and he also even knows of, why do I always forget Carl Weathers' character? Grief. I, grief. Yeah, he, he even yeah. knows who he is. So this guy has some information, and the Mando's mind's running, and he's like, this has to be this guy he that led the purge, right? I, that's how we were. it's revealed he led the purge of Mandalore, supposedly. Yeah, they give really quick backstory mm -hmm. on him that he was an ISB officer, which is Imperial Security yeah. Bureau, which is like the, the FBI slash cia of the empire yeah and say that yeah i think he was he was in charge of mandalore at one point and that's how he he knows uh or yeah may, may have been in charge of the purge and, and references sort of i think that the cannon they were setting up being used as part of that Mandalorian yes. purge too and right. to kind of really strike some fear into them so that was a good very quickly filled in little backstory for him and I thought that was a genius way of doing it too. Have the villain come out and call them all out and tell us who they are. Yeah. I and, thought that was awesome. And it makes you want to know more about him. Yeah. Something, uh, something that he said that I'm like, what is that? And mm -hmm. I like looked it up and there's like no information about it, which is how you know that this is all brand new stuff yeah. that Filoni and John Favreau are like bringing into, uh, this world yeah. is that, he talked about the night of a thousand tears Yes, and, Ooh. and he very clearly had a big active role in leading that, if not just the purge, but also that, which I think are two separate yes. events. Seems like it. And so like, what, what were those? I don't know. Well, it struck a chord with Armando. It did. And it's, it's great that it's, I don't know. This is going to be, we, we know that season two is going to start in the fall of 2020, so we've got a good solid 
nine, ten months of speculation, getting timelines together. You know, we're going to get a big board and get all the <laughs> pens and the string and all that fancy stuff um, and, and figure this out. But um, so we, we learned that information. Yeah, I, kinda, I thought it was silly when Gideon was like, you guys got till nightfall. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> why? Why are you waiting that long? Just go in there and take them out. You got 30 stormtroopers or something. But he couldn't take them out because they, his scout troopers lost the asset. And see, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they didn't have the asset, so they didn't know if they had it or whatever. But so the, this freaking flame trooper shows up. Real BA, right? Like it felt like it was something out of Battlefront. I was like, let's freaking go. This guy's got to do some damage. Um, coming in and just laying Haas on this little, this little, uh, um, um, barracks or whatever like this bunker. is bunker. And what did I say, Holly, the flame trooper shows up. And what did I say? I said, baby Yoda is going to pull a Kanan Jarrus on this one. Ooh. And boy, did he now. <laughs> When the flames come, I could have used a little more blue, like, force shieldy. Yeah. It was kind of missing that. But you just see the flames coming, and little, little, little uh, green bean just lifts up, just puts out his hands, and just protects all of them. And then pushes the, the flames back at the guy, and he blows up. That was epic. Um, now I, for one, thought he was going to show some force abilities early on in the episode when they were showing up with IG-11. I thought he was just going to like something epic was going to happen. He was going to pick up a bunch of stormtroopers and throw them or something. But, uh, uh, Luke, were you expecting him to, to show his talents here at this point? Yeah, I felt like we needed that one more big green bean moment yeah. uh, for him to use the force. I love that they, uh, have sort of made us think a couple times throughout the series that it was going to happen again yeah. and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had to get that for the, the season finale and it was great. Definitely shades of Kanan. I, I love Ooh. that reference. Yeah. Like I get emotional about star Wars, but I rarely like tear up or cry at star Wars, but <laughs> that like last season of rebels, like oh, gets tough. me so many times. Uh, so that's a great callback. And yeah, it was, it was an epic moment uh, for Baby Yoda there. Yeah, we call it pulling a Jarus in this household. Yeah. Um. So so everyone's surprised, like, how the hell they do that? And and then from that point, I think we get our escape plan, right? Um, IG Eleven breaks. I don't want to say breaks protocol, but says like, you guys take the asset, get him out of here, go down the storm. The, uh, it wouldn't be Star Wars if we weren't going down the 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 you know the drains, right? I I thought it was gonna be a trash compactor under there or something. That would have been really funny. <laughs> um, but uh, take the asset. I'll I'll take care of the Mando. I don't remember what he said, but for a second there, I thought IG Eleven was gonna turn. Did anyone else, Holly? Did you no? no? Luke, did you think he may switch there? Like his old protocol maybe would kick in? No, I didn't get that feeling. Didn't get that feeling? Damn Michael it. was like hooked on it from like after the first episode. He was like, this droid is going to come back and try well, to kill the Mandalorian. I think it's, I think, <laughs> but then I think that's the Mandalorian doing a good job of selling me that like he doesn't droids trust the guy and that the droids are bad. Yeah, it's just, but which ended up being a huge part mm -hmm. of this episode. So. Um, well, you can understand now why he yeah, doesn't trust them. Exactly, exactly. It's all it's all really coming together, and so they they escape down the 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 the, the drain or whatever, and and 
IG-11 is, he's like, I got some Bactil, right? And I'll heal you. And he says, I got to take off your mask though, right? And and the Mando just says, no living thing's seen me without this in, in decades or whatever. And he's just like, I'm not living. And that was such a huge moment for the Mandalorian. As much as he's despised droids and, you know, just brushed them off, or, you know, bad talked or whatever. In this moment, he looked at IG-11 as if he were a living being. I thought that was freaking awesome. He didn't even realize he was having that moment until a little later. But uh, and he lifts his mask off. Uh, Holly, I was surprised. Were you surprised? No. Not surprised at all. I was not surprised at all. Ooh. I knew that the mask was going to come off in season one. I think okay. that I've said that the past like three episodes that we've talked about the yeah. Mandalorian. I knew it was going to come off in this season because of how much they've built it up. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that they could go through the whole season without revealing the actual character. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and when he talked, it actually made me believe a little more. Okay, that is Pedro, you know, in all those episodes. Because right, I was yeah. a little like, is that him? I mean, that voice changer doesn't doesn't sound like him. Luke, were you surprised at all? I, I was. I didn't think they would reveal it this season. I thought they would keep us holding, but there's other things that they revealed that are kind of keeping us uh, waiting. But uh, were you surprised at all? I was in the same camp as Holly, where I thought we would it, see it, but I thought it would be more personal. I thought he would reveal himself to. Uh, another yeah. human or baby Yoda himself uh, on a little more personal level. So it was a little surprising that he only does it because it's a droid and it's not somebody living. Uh, so at first I was like, oh, that's that's not the way I thought that was going to go. That's kind of a letdown. But then at the same time, I think that the part of the gravitas of that situation is he was willing to like stay there and die yeah. rather than take his helmet off. That's crazy. But he, he eventually came around to letting him, letting IG-11 give him some medical treatment. Yeah. yeah. Even though if it meant taking his helmet off, but he was able to compromise that uh, it wasn't a living thing or whatever. There was, I can't remember the exact line, but there was another great moment of humor there where uh, IG-11 yeah. like cracked a joke and was like, that was supposed to put your mind at ease. It's like, <laughs> what's like, the damage to your, and to your uh, CPU? Oh, yeah, your, yeah, your, your central, central processing. processing. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, you, you mean, mean my, my brain? brain. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That um, was a funny. joke, but you at ease. <laughs> I think, um, to me, that moment did feel really personal because I feel like yeah. he's so opposed to droids, and then for a droid to be who he reveals his actual identity to oh, yeah. is a very vulnerable thing for him to do. So I kind of felt like that, for me, that moment did feel a little bit personal because he, yeah. of all the people that he could reveal himself to, he did it to the droid uh, when he didn't have to. It, it For me, it was the nudge to the crumbling wall that are his emotions. Yeah. And, and the, the walls that he's put up around himself under that armor, that was the, the push that just, he is going to start trusting these people. He is... If he's trusting droids, he's really opening himself up because mm -hmm. that was a pivotal moment in his life. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, but, Luke, I do think that is interesting because I, yeah. I, I didn't think when I was thinking about when he would, rev like, take his helmet off, I didn't have any expectations or think, like, oh, it's probably going to be in front of this specific character. Yeah. So when you were saying that you thought it would be maybe in front of the – uh, green bean or somebody else i didn't think like that so i think that was really interesting i mean sticking to that tradition right that that is his foundation 
what else does he have other than that tradition? I mean, he no longer, you know, hates droids now. He still wants to stick to that tradition, though. It's, it is his, it's his base. It's what he, he falls back to. It's what he knows best. But, uh, yeah, that was. I thought that was a really powerful scene, more powerful than I thought it would be. Um, so we go, we go down the drain. You know, we find the, the, the Mandalorian hangout, which took a whole half a second. I was like, you could have showed a couple cut scenes of them trying to find the place, but there it is. How have the Imperials not really, you know, aren't there already? Um, and we find out there's a huge pile of Mandalorian armor there, which was crazy. But it left you questioning, like, did they all just abandon the the the, the clan here, or were they all did they all die and the Imperials like stacked up their stuff? But we see the old uh, the old blacksmith. Um, I don't know what people are calling this individual, but uh, shows up and and lets us know that hey they they raided the place and uh we knew what the risk was when we came and saved you and uh a lot of people died and some hopefully survived um but she's just i mean a ba mm -hmm. right um she you know she's just getting armor she's melting it down putting it into a little beskar you know whatever planks and and, and for for later use um, but, but shares a moment with the Mando, um, and green bean. And, and we learn some more, can we have some more Canon references here. She brings up, um, the battle between the, the Mandalore, the great and the Jedi and which was awesome because that's of the little bit of legends stuff that's kind of bled into new canon like they're taking elements of the big the big war with the the sith the mandalore and or mandalorians and the jedi and and they're making it canon and so i thought that was really cool and, and hopefully we'll hear more about that but uh but hints at the jedi and that this species is one of those what do they call them wizards sorcerers sorcerers right um, so are they, this is something that Holly and I talked about Luke, when, when she talks about these sorcerers, is she talking about the, the green bean species or is she just talking about the Jedi in, in, in general. general? Yeah, that's the big question. It could go either way. It's, it's really interesting to let your mind wander and think of eventually at the end of this road that we're going to go on with these characters that they, they're going to come up across this planet just with millions of Yodas <laughs> running around that I think won't necessarily be where it all ends up. And I think maybe we will come across more of this species somehow, somewhere, Yeah, but not in that way. So I think more in general, he's going to try to find out other Jedi. You know, it's amazing about this time in the, in the, galaxy is that this is what if you know several years after return of the jedi the only prominent jedi we know are out there at this point are luke and leia yeah and maybe ahsoka i mean uh, maybe ahsoka um so yeah if he goes searching out more you know jedi sorcerers yeah in season two there aren't a ton of options at this there point aren't. uh so it i I'm one really hoping, you know, it was great that we got Ahsoka's voice in Rise of Skywalker, even though I didn't catch it in my first viewing and only know about it because other people said it. Hopefully I will eventually uh, notice that part. I would love for Ahsoka to show up in 
this series later on or in the Kenobi series yeah, or heck in the Cassian series anywhere. Just um, put her on Disney plus. Did yeah. you see the Christmas card? The that drawing that funny. Dave Filoni that did was pretty funny. Where he had Gandalf talking to Ahsoka yeah. and he was like, don't worry. They thought I was dead too. What does it tell oh, us? Oh, what oh Luke tell- hasn't Luke, seen, seen that. that. I didn't see that. No. Yeah. No. So Dave Filoni posted yeah. it on Instagram and Facebook. He did. He, Cause you know, he sketches Fantastic. and he did a sketch yeah. of Gandalf with his staff as Gandalf the white mm-hmm. talking to Ahsoka and literally all the caption said was, don't worry, they thought I was dead too. And how did that turn out? Well, well to me, that's just a callback to the Rebels cliffhanger, though, because yeah. you saw her last in season two, and then her fate was left somewhat ambiguously open. And then you see her again in, I think, season four. So well, what I if- love that reference, but I don't know if it's like just another – call back to that or if you talking about anything well, going or if he is insinuating that Ashley Eckstein may come back could ask Ahsoka or be referenced I, I, I don't know well the response was to the rise of Skywalker in the last scene with Ray uh, and all the voices and people were saying well she's Ahsoka is speaking with all of these other Jedi who have been reborn in the force so she probably so is a bad she passed. Yeah. And then well, so this is a another, response to that. What, 25 years after exactly. the Mandalorian mm-hmm. that we're watching right now? So, so. I, they, is they, it possible they that I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they could. They could. They could. Um, so I, I could see it going both ways. And, and, and uh, another thing to say about what we were talking about, I don't recall now, but I, I can see it going both ways. I could see us going after that, that species because. The more and more we learn about this little green bean, it's yeah, they're immediately strong with the force and they know how to to manipulate things without we assume any training. Who knows? He could have had a little bit of guidance there in the beginning years, but uh, I can see it going that way. I can also see you know them running into Ahsoka and she's just like, "Hey, I've been tracking down this uh, Ezra Bridger guy for yeah, you know Ezra ten years, around. and uh, hey, maybe you want to come with me? We'll find him and we'll, hey, we'll start our own little thing." Um, that would be <laughs> wicked if the three of them got together. Holy Sabine. shit! Like that would be insane. Yes, yeah, Sabine yeah. shows up, or yeah, she's with Ahsoka. That would make sense. Then he would have a little Mandalorian friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we writing season maybe two or three here? Are we going to get censored by Lucasfilm? Well, John Favreau is about to freaking intervene here at any moment. So watch, mm-hmm. watch the phone. Um, but uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought any of this is plausible. Because it's like it's almost <laughs> too deep and sweaty for some of the maybe yeah. more casual Disney Plus audience. But then they threw in the dark saber. Exactly. It's like okay, exactly. everything's on the table. Yeah, we're connecting on that level. All yep. right, let's go. And, and what better watch way? and all that? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. What better way to pull people in and bring like make Rebels relevant yep. again, get people excited for the new season yep. of Clone Wars, than to have people who are just like ask they say casual Star Wars fans yep. watch these and then want to know more, and, and so then they have to go back. That's exactly what we said that this show could possibly mm-hmm. do if they tapped into that. And let's get to that moment because I do want to talk about that more, and we're running an hour and twenty two minutes right now, which is epic, and I love it. So I hope you're down for a longer episode. But so we, we, we leave her. They have that information. She's like, you're a clan now. He gets, you know, him. they're like, you, you, and, Be- you and Green Bean are a clan. Here's your sigil, which was great. 
um, little clan of two, a little mini clan. And they got the mud horn. They got the mud which horn. Which he had just, said, no, don't do that before. Yep. And she said, slam on you. It's what <laughs> you're going to wear forever. Um, which was awesome. So they're on their way. We do see the stormtroopers come back. And she freaking wrecks these bros. Like, it, it felt like Rogue One. Um, and, oh, God, why am I forgetting his name? Cheer it. Cheer it. Yes, yeah. cheer it, taking them out. You just see pieces of, of stormtrooper shrapnel. Um, that was so sick, and she didn't have any weapons. She only had her tools, which was awesome. Um, and I know Holly was just like, get it, girl. Like, she was <laughs> kicking ass, um, which was super sick. So then we jump. We, we're at this lava river that apparently hasn't been running for decades. They hop in a ship. They're, they think they're going to escape. They find out they're going to be flanked by stormtroopers. IG-11 decides, you know, I'm going to break protocol here. You take care of the asset. If you can tell me it's going to be safe, I'm going to go to my, you know, standard protocol. I'm going to whoop some butt and, and self-detonate to sacrifice myself for all of you. Way more emotional than I thought. You know, it wasn't a K2 moment from Rogue One, but it was for as little time as we had with him. And from him being a real, you know, dick in the beginning, it was emotional. It was the music, him walking through the lobby, you just see him like disintegrating as he goes. And it's like so upsetting. You hear like Dio in the back of your mind going, sad. Sad, yeah, sad. <laughs> but no thank you. No thank you. <laughs> also the same. I will yes. not do that. Yes. Or no thank you to this whole situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wheel my ass out of here. But uh so that was insanely emotional and it was great, and they walk out. Now we've got Moff Gideon coming out in the TIE fighter. He's the last man standing. Everyone else is gone, you know, trying to, uh, you know, we didn't even actually talk about the Mando getting his jetpack. Probably should have mentioned that. That was kind of a big thing uh, from the blacksmith. Um, but we were getting attacked by Moff Gideon in the TIE fighter. We fight him off. Mando makes some cool maneuvers from the Phoenix what they call it the something of the phoenix rising the, phoenix the rising phoenix maneuver or technique or whatever it is that he had barely any training on and he just hey training wheels off i'm gonna fly up here i'm gonna take him out um it was wicked it was cool tie fighter goes down no explosion really we just see kind of a poof cloud of smoke they don't even check on the bro they, they're not like ah, well pfft. He's a goner, or maybe we should go make sure he's dead. You missed. You know, he he he, he instigated the purge. We should make sure that guy's dead. You missed. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Another really funny part oh, where sh- Carl um, Weathers makes a great joke. Yeah, yes, he does. Well, he <laughs> doesn't make a joke, but <laughs> he, he was like, "Can't he just like use the magic hands?" And then yeah. Baby Yoda the like hands. or yeah. Green Bean like waves, and he goes, "Hi." Oh, I loved it. Yeah, he's like, dude, "Baby, do the yeah. do the magic hands." Yeah, that was uh, so the, good. The Carl's weather humor oh. is one of my favorite part of the whole series. Yeah, I, one of my fi- the probably the best moment of his all season was when Baby Yoda went to heal him, and he uh, and he's episode seven, and he thought he was gonna hit, try to eat him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's gonna eat me. Yeah, that's right. I also liked when uh, uh, when they were stuck in the bunker. He's everyone else is trying to be like, okay, yeah. what's next? How are we gonna get out of here? And he's just shooting. He's just, just throwing back shots. Uh, like a blue, yeah, <laughs> look like a hard blue drink. Um, but yeah, so he, he does, it was actually really funny. Um, so we take him down, and, and you know, the man was like, "What are you guys gonna do?" And they're like, uh, "Carl Weathers and, and Cara Dune are gonna." They're going to stay on planet. Why? I don't understand. It looks desolate. There's lava. You know, it looks, you know, kind of like Mustafar. If Mustafar were in the winter months, you know. Um, but 
they decide to stay and the man is like well okay cool i'm gonna fly out of here and i'm gonna go on this adventure um which is great like i, I called it holly out in the sunset mm-hmm. flying through thought it was that was it camera continues to pan onto the crash site as it does as it does we get the jawas again we had a couple jawa appearances there in the village as well but we've got them seconds after you know something crashes going through the wreckage and um i don't know what i was expecting in this moment i obviously i thought he survived or whatever but you hear this it didn't necessarily sound like a lightsaber but it raised an eyebrow and I was like, oh, he's got some torch he's going to cut. And then it continues to come out. And I, f- Holly, you can attest to it. I just freaked out. I think that's an understatement. I freaked out and I started jumping up. And I was like, the dark saber. Oh, my God, they did it. I can't believe. And he just whips out that thing. Phrasing. And uh, and I, I could not believe it. I we, ta- we, we talked about it being a possibility before this show started that that would be a really deep cut if they're going to bring in the dark saber could that could th- could this all be about him becoming mandalore the mandalore well i mean it, okay correct me if i'm wrong Come but on. isn't it technically whoever gets the dark saber and like wields it themselves is the leader the of leader mandalore yeah yeah isn't yeah. that the whole reason why everyone split after darth maul came in and got cuz he well he yeah he had the and dark they were saber. like he's not even a Mandalorian and we're going to just agree uh, with it follow. and say okay that's yeah. it well that's that's a lot of what Mandalore is non it's a creed that's what now, that's what that's what we hear yeah. from them it's a creed now um, but yeah and that's it's similar in Legends you got the helmet the helmet was the dark saber of Legends um, but now we got the dark saber and I, I could not believe it I, I was like like you said Luke now everything's on the table or holly somebody said now anything's on the table with that information um this could be much bigger than just this one person's like story and cool yeah maybe he'll find his family or whatever he's doing the consequences are huge this guy who doesn't seem like that menacing of a character apparently you know slayed whoever was holding the the dark saber at one point during the purge and now wields it and this could be the consequences could be huge. Could the Mandalorian get the dark saber? Could he become Mandalore himself? I don't know. Luke, were you were you as surprised? I know you had a moment in texting your friends and stuff, but like realistically, were you like, is this happening? Like, I cannot believe what's going on. Yeah, biggest blow away moment of me for the whole season. You know, bigger than Baby Yoda for me. Yeah, as as shocking mm-hmm. as that was in in episode one, that reveal. Uh, because I had never seen a baby Yoda before, so I didn't have yeah this connection in history, but to see the dark saber and to know what that is and, and how much it plays in star Wars Canon and to see that the show is, is willing to dive that deep because we've, we've talked about this, like those of us who are junkies for all these books and comics and things, and you want there to be more connections and you want, you want, all these things you dive into to to mean something and connect in, in yeah. satisfying ways. And there, there honestly isn't a ton of that. You just have to enjoy a lot of these pieces on their own uh, in many ways. But for this to say, yeah, we're opening up the door yeah. to this backstory. Those of you who know Clone Wars and Rebels, 
it, it's really promising that we're we're going to be rewarded for the the type of fans that we are as we go forward with this series and at the same time they're not leaving behind anybody because yep. there's still so many people into this series for what it's done on its own that they can be brought along they don't have to go back i would yeah suggest that they do but they don't have to go back and watch clone wars and rebels i think they're going to do enough you know a good enough job of bringing those people along with what the dark saber is and most everyone else watching it just like oh well, that looks cool i don't know what that is but that was a cool thing he had yeah but then for the rest of us it's like this freak out moment absolutely where, where we go just nuts and go down all these rabbit holes trying to figure out what it might mean so yeah to me that you know what last shots of the whole season and it was the 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 biggest thing for me it was and 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 those and you but you know those freak out moments that we're having that the that the facebook group's having is going to bleed into those more casual fans that maybe don't know what the dark saber is and you know they're going to they're gonna say where can i find this okay i'm going to go watch the clone wars or i'm going to go watch rebels to see kind of where the dark saber stands as far as we know um so it could do exactly what you said, Holly, that we didn't know if this would do that. If this show would do that, it could have simply been a kind of underworld. You're seeing the kind of scum and villainy of Star Wars. I didn't even think we were going to see any force users in this. And then we have Green Bean. I didn't think that we would see any lightsabers. And now we see the dark saber. Like they're giving you aspects of the scum and villainy that we all wanted but they're also giving you the force and that stuff that those really deep, like myself, those those lovers of the Jedi and, and, and the battle with the Sith, you're getting that too because that was part of it. The, 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 the Mandalore and, and, and the Sith and, and the Jedi and all of them competing for power. So you're getting, they're finding a way to make all of this work and connect, and I'm loving everything they're dishing out. This episode just really tied things together nicely. Like you guys said, that the characters they brought in mattered. Now we're going to probably see those bounty hunters coming back in. You may see that assassin come back in that we saw. But I don't know where we're going, but we have some sense of direction now, right? Like he has this quest. I'm going to call it a quest. Mm -hmm. It feels like a quest. And this is just out of the goodness of his heart. He doesn't need to go give this thing up to its family or find. He's just doing it because it's the right thing well, to do. Now I think that he's obligated to because she made them a clan. That's true. So I think now he, I think he would before, but now he has a true obligation because she gave him two options. She said, yeah. you're now a clan of two. You can either find his species, which yeah. was she referring to just the Jedi in general, yeah. or was she referring to actual, like the species of yeah. like, Yoda we don't know but she says you can either find his species and hand him off or you will be a father figure to him yeah. until he is able to fend for himself those and are you his know only it's two gonna options. be a combination though you know he's gonna end up somewhat adopting this thing but maybe finding its home seeing that they are he is the last he's the last one he's the last hope is he I don't know but it's awesome to, to it's and this is what I'm looking forward to speculating and and if we do if if the Clone Wars gives us some information about all of this, that's freaking awesome. I'm so down. Um, but any, anything else? I was just blown away by the episode and and we had to watch it again because I was just like, what the heck did I just see? Some of the finest Star Wars I think that I've ever 
ever witnessed. Do we all agree that that's one of the that's a Star War right there? It ain't a movie, but by God, yeah, makes me uh, wonder if and hope that Tika Waititi's under consideration for Holy a cow. theatrical yeah. release, um, directing a theatrical release because we're supposed to get what some word on what the next theatrical release who might be helming yep. that as director maybe sometime early 2020 and he knocked it out of the park with this episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I love his, his humor. Uh, I'm a fan of like we, what we do in the shadows and Eagle versus shark. Some of his old stuff. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen his Marvel stuff, but uh, yeah, everything I know of his and what he's done with this last episode of, of season one of the Mandalorian, like I'd be totally on board if they announce in a couple months that, yep, that next theatrical release, Y TD's doing that. Absolutely. Or, or maybe the Cassian series or something. I could, I could see the Cassian series working really well for his style um, of directing. Um, I can see why they're going with Deborah Chow with, with Obi-Wan, but I could see him, I could see the Cassian series being right up, especially with that humor there. You give me that kind of humor with K2 and freaking Cassian. I I'm all for that. Um, and, and, and with that, Lucasfilm has set a precedent with this first season for the seasons to come. Yes. But for the Obi-Wan series for the Cassian series, you're not just going to get Obi-Wan here on a desert planet just, you know, playing Sabacc. Like, we could get into some deep lore, and they have set that precedent for themselves with seemingly nothing, with no known characters or anything. So, I mean, I'm expecting great things, and, and it, it, we, we need to find a way to hold ourselves over <laughs> for the next nine to ten months. Um, oh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars Finish will happen. Rebels. That's another question I have. Are they going to drop Clone Wars all at once, or are they going to release it weekly? I, I hope it's a weekly release, but we'll well, we'll they, find out more information. Aren't soon. they still going to be releasing Clone Wars on the Disney Channel? It's not just going to be uh, Disney Plus because it know. was previously it was weekly that's on a good Disney question. Channel. Uh, that's a fantastic question. Maybe it is just Disney Channel. I don't think they. I would. think it's just Disney Plus. Okay. But or we have to find yeah. out soon because it's happening in yeah, less February, than two months. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, man, that guys, that was an awesome conversation. We really, I'm pleased that we got a good conversation about the rise of Skywalker in and Chapter Eight, the the season finale of Mandalore, um, the Mandalore, uh, the Mandalorian. Um, and and if, we get to talk about your royal toe. And we got to, you learned a lot about me in this <laughs> episode. Boy, the spoilers for those who haven't seen my feet. Um, <laughs> what's that pointing out of your sock? Oh, that's my royal toe. Uh, it sounds like a sexual joke, but it's not. It's a condition. I'm going to say a disorder. Um, but we're going to see. Is there? Can you get on the Facebook? Any yes. other results? Mm -hmm. Holy mm -hmm. cow. You're gonna hear the, the, some of these live. You don't have to give names, but oh, I'm, I'm assuming if you if you did the poll, you're okay with knowing that uh, you're okay with us knowing you have a royal toe. But well, everybody can see it. What's the exactly? So. What's the percentage? Uh, two at? people have a royal toe. Ooh. Three people are like what? <laughs> well, you know, everyone's checking their feet after this. I want to be like, I don't know, do I? Um, so that also is very interesting. But if you're on YouTube, uh, you might notice I got a, a, a ball cap. No, I am not in the special forces. This is an epic heroes and villains cap that my man, 
Luke Elder hooks me up with as a Christmas gift, and it's freaking awesome. I've been wearing it, what do you think, almost daily, Holly? Mm-hmm. Um, starting to get a nice bowl cut line here on my hair. Yeah. But uh, it's a freaking fantastic gift, so I want to thank Luke publicly for that. Um, and Holly's got one as well. Sure do. I'm probably going to s- not steal, but I'm going to use occasionally. Well, Luke said that we can fight over it. Well, that's so. true. Well, we will have a duel. <laughs> a lightsaber, <laughs> a lightsaber duel. duel. That's happening now. You, the, 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 the wheels are turning. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyone have any final thoughts? I'll say uh, I just looked up on uh, Den of Geek has an article Ooh. about the Clone Wars season seven, and they say we'll have twelve episodes on Disney Plus in February twenty twenty. No exact date, I don't think, but yeah, twelve episodes on Disney Plus February. Hey, I'll take it, and I don't have to find a way to watch Disney XD again. It's just so weird that Ooh. they would release it on Disney Plus and not on the Disney Channel when there were so many kids that would watch it on the Disney Channel and now they pay for cable and they're going to have to pay for Disney Plus. Hey, I think I, the saturation of Disney Plus is, is pretty solid at this yeah. point. I like know so many people who've, who've got it. It seems like uh, there's no shortage of subscriptions. That's and true. Disney don't care. They no. know you're going to pay for the cable uh-huh. and Disney Plus. Mm. They don't care. Um. Well, casual fam, I, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I I know I did, and I think these guys did as well. Fully expect more speculation and theories on The Mandalorian and what we're going to see to come. You know we're going to be talking more about The Rise of Skywalker, what we loved, what we think could have been a little better. You know Luke's going to want to talk about it after he sees it a second time. <laughs> and Holly and I see it for a third time. Um, so keep that discussion going in the group. It's been fantastic. Everyone's been so respectful of each other. And they're keeping, you know, the spoilers, you know, hidden. So, you know, people casually coming in don't see anything. Um, but y'all have been great there. So if you're looking for a good group of people to talk about Star Wars, go join that group if you're here, you know, for the first time or if you haven't joined already. And, and you know, what did you think of The Mandalorian? What did you think of, of Rise of Skywalker? Send an email. Send a voicemail. Um, get in the group. The group is pretty much where the conversation is happening. So um, join that as soon as you can. Um, anything else? That's all. Um, there's also some really fun stuff going on the Patreon. Um, you may or may not hear Holly and I's first commentary. I gotta go give it a little proof for you to hear <laughs> how it went. But uh, Luke, thanks a bunch for joining us. Holly, pleasure as always. Fam, we'll be seeing you next week. May the force be with you. See ya. <laughs>